Rex Sherman is a demon that walks among us, a predator that ruined families. The Lisk Long Island Serial Killer podcast was shocked when the news broke of Rex Hewerman's arrest. After more than a decade of searching, law enforcement officials had finally pieced together enough evidence to bring formal charges against Rex Hewerman. Initially charged with three murders, Hewerman is now officially charged with all four deaths in the Gilgo 4 case. I'm your host, Chris Moss, and the Lisk podcast will be releasing new episodes with interviews and fresh insight on the case as Rex Hewerman awaits trial in Long Island. While we are relieved by the arrest, the List podcast team will be working hard to share new developments and perspectives as we get them. So please keep your eyes and ears out for new episodes, and if you haven't already, please listen to seasons one and two of Lisk, Long Island Serial Killer, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Harrison Fawcett, and the Tombs of Malaga. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the grand English adventurer Harrison Fawcett and the mysterious Tombs of Malaga. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Harrison Fawcett Hailed as the inspiration for Indiana Jones and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World, Colonel Harrison Fawcett is your quintessential English adventurer. He once served in the British Army as an artilleryman in Sri Lanka. He did a tour of duty during World War I and worked as a secret spy in Morocco. But of course, it was his grand explorations into the Amazon that made him a famous name. He proclaimed the Amazon as the last great blank space in the world. So in 1906, he began his adventures in this uncharted portion of Brazil and Bolivia. Fawcett frequently traveled into the jungles, and the more he did, the more he started developing a theory that an advanced and ancient city was hiding inside this uncharted region. For a long time, rumors of an ancient city with streets paved with silver and roofs made of gold circulated among the local inhabitants near the jungle. Fawcett then came across a Portuguese fortune hunter's account in 1753 where he said he found a metropolis inside the jungle of great size and grandeur near the Mato Grosso region. It said the city he saw was silver laden with multi-storied buildings and soaring stone arches. Fawcett dubbed this possible modern El Dorado as the City of Z. Over time, he became obsessed with finding it and launched two expeditions during the 1920s in search of it. But in both instances, he had to leave the jungle due to poor weather, exhaustion, and fever. It took three more years until he secured funding to go on his third expedition. The City of Z, according to Fawcett's theory, is monolithic in character and likely older than ancient Egypt. He believed the people there used alphabetical writing and had a strange source of light in the buildings. 
He also believed the city was surrounded by large mountains and in a valley about 10 miles wide with a paved roadway of stone. By his third expedition, he was 57 years old. Although there were countless volunteers, he opted to take his 21-year-old son Jack and his best friend Raleigh Rimmel. Fawcett concentrated on the Mato Grosso region of Brazil, believing this is where the city was hiding. Armed with supplies like mosquito netting, machetes, and canned food, they set sail from New Jersey in 1925. Fawcett proclaimed, We shall return, and we shall bring back what we seek. The trio first sailed to Rio de Janeiro before heading to an Amazonian outpost. There, they got pack animals and hired two native guides and entered the jungle on April 20, 1925. Welcoming them were dense undergrowths, piranha-infested waters, and hostile native tribes. Mosquitoes and blood-sucking gnats made their travel difficult and sleep almost impossible. Rimmel's foot also became severely swollen because of tick bites, but Fawcett was determined to cover 10 to 15 miles per day regardless. They finally reached Dead Horse Camp on May 29th. This area was dubbed as such since Fawcett once had to shoot his spent horse and stop there during his earlier expedition in search of Z. They let their guides head back along with the last of the letters he sent to his wife Nina. Fawcett proclaimed that once they entered uncharted territory, their expedition would go silent. But after two years and no news from the trio, speculation began that they had died. Soon, search expeditions began to search for them. It was George Doit who first launched a search party in 1928. He returned convinced that the trio had perished, but had no hard evidence or bodies to prove it. Nina Fawcett believed otherwise, and since then countless search parties have launched into the Amazon, hoping to find clues as to what happened to the explorer. More than 100 of these rescuers also perished themselves, some of which vanished into the jungle without a trace, just like Fawcett. Many think the original crew may have fallen sick from malaria or another parasitic infection. It's also possible they died of starvation or some sort of animal attack. Rumors claiming Fawcett had gone native and lived in the jungle also began. Others said he was held by native Indians or that he created his own tribe of cannibals along the Zingu River. In 2005, a reporter named David Grand traced the steps of the explorer and stumbled onto a possible clue from the local Kalapalo Indians. Apparently, a story was passed through their oral tradition that Fawcett disregarded their warnings not to venture into another Indian tribe's territory. See, these Indians were known as fierce Indians, so when the white man never returned, it was thought they were ambushed and killed by them. However, there are others, including explorer Orlando Villaboas, who said it wasn't another tribe that killed the white man, but the Kalapalos instead. He gathered the story from the tribe members themselves, even though it took a long time before they finally revealed the truth. Apparently, the men made several mistakes that caused insult to the local tribe, including urinating in the river where the tribe gathered drinking water, hitting a Kalapalos child, and not sharing their food, a custom among this tribe. Villaboas even retrieved bones and skeletons in the area where Fawcett and company were said to have been killed. However, some reports say Fawcett's family declined to provide DNA for comparison or simply that the bones weren't his. As for the city of Z, Fawcett may prove right after all. Recent research has shown ruins of garden cities and defensive walls unearthed in the Amazon. 
There are also signs of complex road systems nestled deep in the Amazon jungle. Archaeologists believe there may be something to the legend of the City of Z after all. Even more, they think the area is located in the Mato Grosso, the same area Fawcett believed the city was located. Number 2. The Tombs of Malaga Located 50 kilometers from Malaga and Enquera, Spain, are some of the most important megalithic monuments found in Europe. Every year, thousands of tourists visit these tombs trying to figure out what secrets they held. Called a dolmen, these were officially found and recorded between 1903 and 1905, but it's estimated the tombs date as far back as 5,000 years. There are two main dolmens in the area, while there's a third megalithic structure called El Romeral. Both the Dolmen of Vieira and the Dolmen of Menga are only 70 meters away from each other, but there's a 1,000-year-old difference between the building of each tomb. They're both oriented 96 degrees to the southeast, pointing precisely to the summer solstice, and that precision of how they got the correct orientation still baffles experts today. Found under a mound, the Dolmen of Vieira is designed with a long corridor and 27 huge stones set up leading to the burial chamber. Each stone wall has been prepared, cut, and polished with care to ensure they fit together well. The burial chamber measures differently from the corridor. It's small and is just 79 inches high and 71 inches wide. When first excavated, it contains ceramics and burial paraphernalia. During the solstice, a beam of light hits the interior gallery at the perfect angle providing illumination to the interior of the dolmen. Many believe communities worshipping the sun created these structures, although there are experts who think that these dolmens have nothing to do with sun worship at all. Over time, the dolmen of Vieira has been restored with the access moved slightly to the south to improve natural lighting in the corridor of the tomb. It's open for visitors and was declared a national monument of Spain in 1923. Older than the Dolmen of Vieira by about 1,000 years, the Dolmen of Menga's entrance points to the cliff La Peña, or Rock of Love. Legends say this cliff bears the face of a boy who died heartbroken because he couldn't be together with his loved one. The boy was a Christian and the girl a Muslim. Aside from its unusual construction, at the center is a well that runs 30 meters deep. The significance of this well, though, still remains unclear. When this megalith was first discovered, they unearthed human remains inside and concluded it must have been used as a tomb. Various bronze and stone tools were also uncovered inside. The entrance of it also features a large stone block estimated to weigh about 180 tons. Then there's the Dolmen of Romeral, which also features a unique shape and that it has a trapezoidal construction. Its builders, for some reason, did away with the horizontal plate and built it with two circular galleries instead. The first gallery is believed to have been used as a tomb since human remains were found inside. The second one, meanwhile, contained animal remains and pottery. It's still unclear who built these large structures and for what purpose. The general consensus is that they were created by communities of sun worshippers, hence the obsession with the solstice or equinox. However, others believe that instead of sun worship, the dolmen served as portals to a parallel universe or even as astronomical observatories of some sort. Whatever the case may be, there's no denying they remain a fascinating relic 
from our not-so-distant past. So there were two of the most adventurous and gigantic stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted 2s is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll love. Thanks for watching and we'll see you soon.